Hey, this is Steve. Welcome back to the Endurance Path Podcast. This is one of those monthly what happened, what's up, and what's next reports. I've been putting these out for uh, a few months now. Maybe this is maybe month six or seven of putting these out on the actual blog. I used to send them out uh, a much simpler, smaller version of these to email subscribers only, but now I kind of put a longer version out actually on the blog. But anyways, it's a wrap on uh, September. And uh, really, that was pretty much a wrap on my mountain bike racing for the year in general until fat bike stuff comes up. Um, that's <laughs> that's going to come up pretty fast. So the first one in the Midwest here uh, is really actually the kickoff of the Great Lakes Fat Bike Series. Keep that out in front of you. That's the Solstice Chase Fat Bike Race out in St. Croix Falls, Wisconsin. Um, but um, yeah, I mean, my... my uh, plans from here on out is is uh kind of chill out a little bit do some recreational stuff here you know the next month or so uh i'll, I'll get out rides and bike my intention is to do a little bit of trail running just mix some things up uh and, and really my my i guess my goal over the next uh month or two here is to not not lose too much fitness stay active kind of recover from you know i think i fit in like three different hundred milers there in the the last month and a half um, and for the amount of miles that I put in each each year, that's that, that's a lot, a lot of a lot of race miles in a, a short time frame. I'll talk about that a little bit later with uh, my total mileage and that kind of thing. And um, but yeah, and then I'll a couple months from now, and uh, really actually probably less than a couple months from now, about a month out, I'll probably start on some some really light uh, base training again, and kind of do a build up again uh, for another race in spring. I kind of I'm still getting a little faster. Uh, year over year, and I, I would expect that I'm not I'm not old yet. I'm only 38, and so that's my plan. Try to not try not to lose too much fitness, uh, and then kind of do a whole nother build ramp up to probably some big event in uh, late spring, early summer next year, and then uh, I'll probably have uh, another one at the end of the year that I'll target again too. Most likely that being the Margie Gessick 100. So actually, I I can probably just tell you, like, yeah, that's what it's going to be, the Margie Gessick 100. So uh, at the end of the year. But uh, a couple of quick highlights from uh, the month of September. Shenandoah 100. Make sure you check out that race report. And I did that one three weeks before the Margie Gessick. And then the Margie Gessick, of course, happened. I have not put my race report out for that yet uh look for that uh maybe sometime in the next week could be two we'll see i'll, I'll get it done before registration opens up for the next one I, I i'll get it written and a podcast out there uh i'm sure prior to registration opening up in two weeks so but uh any questions about it in the meantime hit me up but with that being said let me jump into the uh some of the training stuff uh i think folks like I get some feedback that the people kind of find it interesting to see what I've been doing, that kind of thing. And, and, um, you know, I do do a fair amount of structured training, but I don't do tons and tons of miles. So I, I, it, it's relatable to, um, to many, I guess. So that, that, that's why I do it. I, I, I get the feedback on that. So anyways, September mileage, 390 miles in September. Uh, and that brings my total mileage for 2017 up to 3,175 miles. 
Um, you know, to a lot of there's there's many folks that that probably seems like a ton of miles, but it's I guess it's really not. So if you keep in mind, out of that 390 miles in September, um, you know, 205 of that was racing miles. So that was two different hundred milers. And, you know, if you go back, I did, uh, let's see, four different hundred milers. And then I did put in, uh, I did some four and a half hour lap races and for an epic. You know, there's probably 500 miles of racing in that. So the the amount of time I spent on the bike in September is 40 hours, a little over 40 hours, 40 hours and 14 minutes. Um, again, like just about 24 hours of that is race time in the month of September. So there's only, you know, about 16 and a half hours uh, in there of actual training time for that entire month, uh, which is, you know, uh, comes out to be f- fairly, fairly typical, um, of what I've been doing this summer. So that brings my total duration of bike time for the year so far up to 239 hours. So, um, yeah. And then between now and the end of the year, I mean, I've, there's no way I'll hit 4,000 miles. I'm not going to put uh, that amount of time in and, the, you know, we're under three months to go in the rest of the year. So, but that's, that's, that's probably, probably what you'll see me do for most of the time. I'll be somewhere in that three to 4,000 miles for the year. It just kind of depends. Uh, it might be a little lighter this year because I was, was sick a little bit last, last winter. Um, you know, but anyways, I think it's a good example and relatable. I mean, I, at the end of the day, to be quite honest with you, I feel really good about how I race and how I, you know, place in some of these races with the amount of uh, miles and time that I, I put in, to, uh, relatively speaking. So uh, I know there's a lot of folks out there that put a lot more time and miles in than, than I do. So um, I try to be efficient with, with my time as well. But um, as far as as far as how I kind of structured that. So August was pretty much the end of any type of structured training for me. And I had like a week of a really light week before Shenandoah, which which worked out well because then Shenandoah ended up kind of being like the, you know, my last big ride before the Marge Gessick. And then I had three weeks to kind of taper down. Um, the one thing I would say about that is it didn't it didn't quite it didn't go exactly how I would want have wanted that to go. So the Shenandoah took me about nine, a little over nine and a half hours. So I definitely came out of that with more fatigue than I would have wanted to come out to come out of it if I were to have just planned a training ride uh, that weekend, right? So I I would not have went out and did a nine and a half hour ride. I would have probably done a ride somewhere in the five to six hours. I kind of feel like, uh, you know, anything past that, then you're, then you're having to recover from the, the, the training too much. So, um, what that impacted was midweek later that week, a few days later, um, I would have probably have done like a race simulation type trail ride. And I ended up skipping it because I was still carrying a lot of fatigue. And although Yes, I would have kind of started shedding that fatigue as I was tapering down. It was it was more than I 
you know, could have could have shed it and still got in the type of training rides I needed to as I as I worked down toward the the margie. Uh, but that following weekend, then I did get out there for like a four hour trail ride, was able to work through some nutrition stuff and just spend some time on the trails in what I call like race simulation. And that can be taken the wrong way sometimes because that doesn't mean I'm out there all in intense for four hours. Uh, I'm really trying to dial in my race pace for that target race, which would have been the, the Margie Gassic ride. So that's, I'm not going out there redlining myself for four hours. Uh, I'm trying to dial in a pace that in in control myself. So the you hear me talk about this a lot is I'll go out and I have a bad tendency to blow myself up sometimes at the start of races, but I also do that and uh, I don't I don't try to go blow myself up, but I also go out in races that maybe aren't my target race. So say like a Shenandoah or Wilderness, those are races. First time going out to it, I'm going to experiment see how things go. I'm going to take risks and some chances uh, because I can kind of perfect it when I go back to the race the second time. Um, so I, I use those to kind of see how how hard I can go out and get away with it and come back from it, the type of thing. So going into the Margie Gessick 100, that's my second time doing that race. And that was really the one I was working up to. I'm definitely going to go into a race like that much smarter and I'm not going to go out there and take a risk of blowing myself up. So that's kind of those rides leading up to that is trying to ease in and figure out how to do that, if, if that all makes sense. Um, the um, So basically, don't, as I kind of, you know, tapered down, it, I was just trail rides, trying to dial in um, my effort in nutrition and, and that kind of thing and just see how I, I felt. Um, it was it was really cool. So I think the it was the second week I went over and did um kind of some race simulation. I rode for oh two and a half hours or so and I kinda kinda eased into it. I mean I I I didn't like go out like really slow, but I little warm up and I did a few laps and then as I rode I just kinda kept getting faster and um set PRs um, you know, two and a half, two hours into my ride. And so I was feeling really good about that. So I definitely, and I'll, I'll probably do some, something like this later, very much at the end of the year, kind of an overview of the entire year. Uh, cause I, th- I think some of the stuff does help some of the like new folks getting started and, and that type of thing. Um, uh, but yeah, I definitely, I'm, I continue to get faster. So that, that's good. That's all I care about right now is, uh, you know, minor improvements each year. Um, but one of the things I had to do is I, so I ended up getting sick too, the, the week before the Margie, I thought it was allergies. And I kept saying for like two, three days, it was allergies. And then I finally realized it, it wasn't allergies. It was, so I kind of had to adjust. I was afraid of it getting down into my chest. And so I, I really had to dial back some of the intensity, um, more so than I really wanted to, because it was, I like to keep intensity in there all the way up to the race. Otherwise I end up feeling flat, but then with a head cold, trying to keep it out of the chest, uh, I, I, I had to dial it back and, uh, I, I did go in kind of feeling flat and I was still had the head cold when I went into the race too. But that's, that's like, I swapped out a trail ride for a light gravel ride race week. And one of my other rides, I just skipped all together. 
Um, so, but anyways, uh, that's, that's it for the bike on the running. I, I didn't really do any running. I went for one run, uh, in September aside for that, aside from that half mile Margie Gessick start. But, uh, I, I went for a run with my, my eight year old son one evening, we about a mile and a corner, one, 1. 1.3 miles. And that's it. So my total mileage in the running shoes this year is around 113 miles uh, in about 17 and a half hours. Uh, as far as strength work goes, did like very little. I mean, everything I did was just like maintenance work, um, you know, just not trying not to let my core back and neck go. So, um, you know, just keeping up on some pull-ups and push-ups, um, you know, some, some rows and some like rotator cuff type stuff. Uh, just, just cause I don't want to let it go. So <clears throat> a year or two ago, I really struggled with like, uh, shoulder issues after some of those really rugged races and, um, you know, a week back. And so this past year, I put a ton of focus into, uh, my back and my shoulders and I'm really happy to say I like no back issues, no shoulder issues, um, no pain or anything like that after the Margie Gessick and, uh, which is great because in the six weeks leading up to that, I had did two other hundred mile races. So really happy about that. I'm going to keep that stuff up. Nutrition. There's, there's nothing, there's not really much to talk about there other than, you know, this year I've had absolutely horrible horrible cramping issues and it has come up whether I've gone out really hard or not even in races where I have gone out conservative um the the cramps have just come on hard and looking back one of the one of the things that I've changed is I so I I try not to I don't like taking supplements and that kind of stuff i'd i'd rather just get what i need from like the foods but one thing that i did change is i had basically um backed right off on taking a uh like a magnesium calcium supplement that i had had taken a lot last year so i don't know if that has something to do with it or not i gotta look into it i mean i don't i don't have the the knowledge and background to really dive into that so um i am gonna do some nutrition study here this fall but it, you know that's the stuff that i'm gonna do is not gonna dive as deep into that uh so anyways anything i say with when it comes to nutrition kind of take it as a, a grain of salt for now so um, upcoming events no races but i i thought what the heck i'll throw out some of the things that are upcoming that you might find me at uh potentially so one of those is the woolly bike club family day that's uh october 8th in St. Croix Falls, Wisconsin at the Willie Bike Club Trails. There's a link in my upcoming events section for that in the blog post for this. And then on November 5th, there's a ride called Beat the Dark that's also over there in St. Croix Falls, Wisconsin. It's on the Gandy Dancer Trail and it's uh, out and back. So 50 miles out, 50 miles back, total of 100 miles. But really the way it works is, I haven't done this one before, but you, you ride out as far as you want to go and then turn around. So the, uh, some folks will ride the, the full hundred and their goal is to get back before dark. I think they, you know, ride out, grab a lunch and 
coffee or something 50 miles out of one of the towns on the Gandhi and then turn around and ride back. So, um, if, if I do that, my intention is probably actually take the, maybe take the family over there and, you know, with the kids and we maybe ride out like 10 miles out, 15 miles out and turn around and ride back. So, um, you can kind of treat that one. It's a, if you want to get together with some folks for a nice, easy, um, or make it as hard as you want ride. There you go. As far as the, my personal training stuff at the gyms, you know, I bring this stuff up is I mentioned this last month. It kind of happened right at the end of the month, but I'm now doing personal training out of the North branch, Minnesota snap fitness, the rush city, Minnesota snap fitness. And I am still taking appointments at the St. Croix falls, Wisconsin snap fitness as well. Uh, and then for non-local folks or, you know, non gym goers, I do do some virtual remote stuff as well. Uh, it's obviously slightly different than an actual personal training session. Uh, but yeah, I can, you know, I've, I've, I've kind of enjoyed doing some of this stuff. I can set up some fitness plans and schedules and some exercise routines, do it all like web-based with camera and stuff. So, uh, had good luck with it, being able to actually demonstrate exercises and that kind of thing and, and get, get somebody going, um, who's, uh, who's not local or maybe doesn't have a gym close or access to another trainer or whatever the, whatever the case might be. Um, as far as the podcast goes, I only had one new episode last month. That was the Shenandoah 100 mountain bike race. Check that out again. I, that was, I really enjoyed that race weekend. It was raining, um, all the way up, like through, you know, the night before the race. And that, that, kind of put a little bit of a damper on some of the you know weekend thing the day before the race hanging out i guess but that's it's such a great re- race weekend i put that one on your list it, it's um you know quite a few people go to it so it it makes it a uh a, it's a very challenge it's a it's a it's a tough 100 mile race um and there's enough people that are at it that make it a really good race field versus you know you've been to some of those races where it's like so small of a race field you don't it doesn't necessarily feel like a uh an event race kind of thing uh this one's fantastic it it really is as as far as an overall race weekend it's it's right there at the top uh in my opinion uh my only downside on it or negative for me is that it's it's a long ways away so it's uh 1100 or 1200 mile uh drive so i don't know we'll see i i'm interested in it for next year still in whether i have to figure out something with flights or or whatnot maybe or uh you know the road trip i actually drove all the way home the next day after the race and it worked out so i i just i try to do this stuff cheap too i don't (laughs) i don't have an unlimited budget to just go jump on planes and fly out to races so that's that's the other reason that uh uh, I threw a tent in my car and ripped out there. I paid my race fee. The camping was free at the race, and I only had to pay for camping one night on the way out. So uh made it pretty affordable for me to go out and do that other than, you know, the day. But if I was flying, I would have had to take a day to, you know, arrange and fly out anyways. So uh, new race reports again. Yeah, Shenandoah 100. There's a report out there and a podcast. You'll find a link to the podcast within the report. And then you'll also find the podcast in all of your podcast players. 
Uh, tools and resources on the website. I did not really make any changes this past month other than, you know, at the very end of the previous month, I had put out that checkpoint time split planning calculator. And I see some people are using that. I've got a few other things that I can put together or even improve that one. Uh, if you like stuff like that, make sure you let me know. If there's enough interest, then I will continue putting out more stuff like that if people are going to use it. Um, if, if not, then, I, you know, then, um, uh, you know, I won't. So I, I have stuff like this on my, like, own spreadsheets and that kind of thing for my own use. Um, but I thought if it's useful, people will find the stuff useful, then I can kind of put it out there in, like, a web-based version for you to use. So, like, that checkpoint time split planning calculator, that's that's a great one because you can pull it up on your phone and it's mobile friendly and you know your sag driver or whoever is whoever's driving sag for your your spouse uh or whatever can pull it up and kind of quickly see you know about what time you might be coming through an area based on the pace that you're on or the pace that you told them or what time you're going to finish um Instagram account. I have a dedicated endurance path Instagram account. Check that out. I try to, you know, I try to keep that specifically related to um, anything endurance path type type of thing. So I have a personal account out there too, and I I guess I don't use it as much anymore. Uh, but you'll find various things out there. My personal account. Feel free to feel free to uh, follow along there as well. But uh, on the on the Instagram account for Endurance Path, like as I'm like going through pictures from races or whatever, I find one. I might like post it up. So, um, you know, and then eventually I get around to writing up the race report. Um, most popular post last month. <laughs> surprise, surprise. The race report from my first Margie Gessick 100. There was a lot of interest in that that race. Um, lot of, you know a lot of hype around the race and kind of thing and i think anybody who went to the race realized that it wasn't hype it's a it's the toughest toughest hundred mile you're gonna find out there i mean i i obviously have not done all of them and i i've that's probably even a bad statement that's a bad statement there i mean i haven't even there's tons of them that i haven't done um but as far as it's just it's just there's uh there's very little break in that race you're you're working all the time and it's it's rugged so it's it's just a tough race anyways uh i'll get my race report out here you know like i said probably in the next week and then the podcast of you know within a week or so after that probably probably not even that long so um and that that's really it so i wanted to try to keep this short but i wanted to kind of run through what happened what's up in the what next i've gotten some feedback that uh you know folks kind of like following along with some of my the training it helps them or they can kind of relate to it and and that type of thing and i i also i guess i like to make the point of like you know i don't think you have to go ride six thousand eight thousand miles a year to have you know um some some decent race results i mean i you know i don't i don't think riding three four thousand miles a year is going to get me on the podium but um you know um but i but i think i think you can have some decent race results 
putting in, you know, three, 4,000 miles a year and, you know, figuring out a ride schedule three, four days a week, you know, really and, and, and make some, and still continue to make gains year over year. So I just, I don't know. I think it's a, I think it's a good example. So anyways, any comments, questions or anything like that? Uh, I, you know, I created an email specifically for the podcast so I could kind of track anything that, that was uh, communication that was coming as a result specifically of the podcast. So just send it to podcast at endurancepath.com. Again, podcast at endurancepath.com. And until next time, enjoy the fall riding. It's, it's a fantastic time to ride. So later. <laughs>